Welcome to Strategic Insights, brought to you by PrideStaff. On each episode, we bring you interviews with leading management and employment experts from across the country. Your host for Strategic Insights is Brad Smith. And now, here's Brad. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Strategic Insights from Pride Staff. I'm your host, Brad Smith. Today, I'm so excited to have John Gemrich, owner and strategic partner of Pride Staff's Cincinnati Northwest office. John, thank you so much for joining us today. For uh, including me on the podcast today. So today's episode is all about building super teams, teams that are aligned in values, in mission, and all working towards a shared goal. And we're going to uncover how you go about sourcing, hiring, and nurturing those teams. Starting with hiring and finding the right employees is essential to the success of any business, no matter what the industry or the stage of growth that they're in. The wrong hire can cost you a ton of money. And time in finding and training a replacement. The U.S. Department of Labor went so far as to identify the average cost of a bad hire is 30% of the employee's first year earnings. On top of that, when you do have a bad hire, it takes a toll on coworkers. Morale falls. Culture is impacted. There's lost productivity. And then on top of all that, with each generation, we're seeing shifts in people's relationship with work. With Gen X, we saw more of a live-to-work philosophy, which is now shifting to a work-to-live philosophy. So things have been reversed. And younger generations also want a role to be more than just a job. They want to be part of something bigger, some impact that is going to be lasting. So in today's episode, we really want to dig into the hiring process and talk about how that lays the groundwork and the foundation for realizing your company's vision. John is an expert in this and focuses and works with companies on developing a good system and developing that strong foundation. So, John, I want to start in segment one here by talking about hiring the right people. When you're working with your clients, how do you go about identifying what behaviors and skills are truly needed to be successful? Thanks, Brad. I think it's really important to understand that the hiring process is foundational uh, foundational for realizing any company's vision for its team. You know, I think, you know, for our perspective as a talent agency, it starts with us understanding our clients' culture. You know, we want to understand who they have on the team that may be a rock star. Um, what traits would they like new staff to emulate in their current top talent? And we try to dig to understand what makes those people successful. And then we move into, you know, what are some of the key skills inside of the job description and then how closely their true day-to-day will emulate that job description. Now, John, when you're working with organizations, do you find that they already know this or are you and your team going in and working with them to uncover these things? I think it depends on the organization and the, you know, kind of it, uh, how well they're tied into their their personal culture. They may have had a shift in leadership and management, and that culture is changing and adapting to the new environment. It may be a culture that's legacy that they want to turn over and make more attractive to a newer generation, as you alluded to in the beginning of the conversation. I think lastly, you have very mature companies and very robust HR teams that do a great job of evidencing what that culture is and what that need is inside of their organization. 
Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So now once you, you've you done that work and you've identified that or the company has identified what behaviors and skills are needed, then we have to go about recruiting, vetting, screening candidates. And I mentioned earlier, the cost of a bad hire is exorbitant. How do you go in and help companies make sure that you're vetting and screening appropriately? Once we have a great understanding of the the cultural background, the skills and the behaviors they're looking for, in an individual, we create a screening rubric, just the questions that will help us identify the candidates that emulate those behaviors and that the skills that they possess uh, are the ones that would be necessary for success. We spend a lot of time crafting unique screens for each individual company and making sure that those questions address any client's specific talent sets and or uh, items of uh, necessity. You mentioned going through and doing that specifically for each company. I would imagine that you have to alter that based on the type of position as well, right? Uh, Definitely based on the position. Some positions uh, require fairly repetitive work uh, that they don't have a lot of interaction with a teammate or public. And therefore, the behaviors that that person exhibits have to show a lot of independent work, uh, the ability to do a repetitive task over time versus somebody that may be part of an independent and high performing team and the skill sets look extremely different. They may have to have a higher um, emotional intelligence to be able to get along with their team, help the team achieve goals, and maybe wear a number of different hats while they're in a certain position that uh, requires that adaptability. One of the challenges that I hear is is not only with, the, the, you know, there's obviously a shortage of talent right now, then you're going through and you're sourcing, you're vetting, you're screening, you're going through that whole interview process, then you make a hiring decision and decide to bring someone on board. But it really doesn't stop there. I know how important onboarding is to the success of an employee. So can you talk to us a little bit about what that onboarding process looks like, or maybe what an ideal process might look like? Yeah, I think when you look at onboarding, somebody's first day in your office or in your company um, is highly impactful. Do they have a desk or a spot ready for them? Is the supervisor prepared to uh, help them achieve the success? Everyone walks into a job day one with hopes and aspirations that this is their their forever home, that they're going to be well taken care of and well trained. Also, some folks may have a bit of anxiety as they walk in the door and ensuring that there's processes to make them feel comfortable as they transition to their new role is extremely important. It goes beyond day one. It goes beyond week one. Uh, There should be uh, continuous touch points, you know, whether it's day 30, day 45, day 60, A, to understand that, you know, does this person comfortable with the job? Are they comfortable with the role that they're being asked to, to accomplish? Do they have a good understanding of the role's um, integral uh, contribution to the success of that organization? And the more we communicate and our clients communicate with their uh, staff at these uh, prescribed steps, the more somebody is likely to become a permanent part of their team and a permanent member of the team that reflects the values and culture of that organization. Now, John, a follow-up question there. A lot of times when I talk to organizations, they have good onboarding programs in place for direct hire of somebody that's coming in in a full-time capacity. What about on the temporary side or the contract side where an employee may not start with a long-term assignment? Do you still need some onboarding program for those individuals? Well, I, I think that's a definite yes, that regardless of where the work comes from, whether it's a 
contractor working in a temporary or seasonal capacity of project work, whether it's somebody that's an attempt to hire capacity, that employee has to do work that is going to be um, provided to a internal or external client at some point in time. And the, the measure of that work should live up to the values of that company. So therefore, ensuring that team members are part of group meetings, they're part of you know, safety routines, they're part of understanding the value and included in any and all touch points that a normal candidate um, and or direct hire would have is really important to the success of your organization. Because the status of the employee may be temporary, doesn't mean that their impact to your organization is in any way temporary. That's a great point. Thank you. John, one of the other issues that I see in hiring is a lot of hiring managers, a lot of organizations will focus solely on skill or experience matching. How important is the culture side of things now, knowing that the younger generation might be looking for something a bit more from their from their work assignment? We were just having a conversation in one of our team meetings today about skill matching, but also behavioral and attitude matching. Finding somebody that has uh, the desire to learn new skills, has the desire to contribute in areas that may be outside of their normal um, uh, work function is extremely important for an organization that wants to be nimble, flexible, and maximize their workforce. Today's um, uh, generation is, is looking to maximize the number of skills they gain over time. So therefore, having an attitude that is uh, adaptable to a number of different circumstances and one that's adaptable to learning quickly, garnering those new skills and putting to work makes that employee feel valued and it contributes to the overall success of the organization. Now, one of the buzzwords that I keep hearing over and over in, in HR and in, in hiring is emotional intelligence. When you're going through and vetting and sourcing candidates, are you looking for emotional intelligence? Does it vary by position? We're really looking for somebody that's emotionally intelligent, starting with self-awareness. What, what are their behaviors and reactions to their environment and maybe stressors that are out there? Um, the workplace can be unique, walking into a place either as a temporary attempt to hire or direct hire. Um, day one is always um, tenuous if you don't know the persons you're around, but that emotional intelligence really will carry somebody through a variety of situations, a number of different team environments and help them carry through and still contribute regardless um, of those activities. John, thank you so much for your insight. We truly appreciate it. You're welcome, Brad. It was uh, my pleasure today. In part two of our series, we're going to get beyond sourcing and screening talent and talk about how we set our teams up for continued success. We're going to continue that conversation about onboarding and then what you do to make sure that your teams are extremely productive. So be on the lookout for part two and thank you all so much for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to Strategic Insights brought to you by Pride Staff. Whether you're looking for high-level workforce consulting or staffing help to meet demands, Pride Staff is here to help.